Ah, oh, trendsetters, welcome to episode 712 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Yeah, my son's currently trying to look for his first job at the moment, and he's as fussy as you'd want to be. Um, he's he's applied for a few jobs, uh, and no luck yet, but he... he, he because I, I did him up a, a resume, and I'm pretty pretty honest, and and I know we're supposed to over exaggerate resumes. And to be honest, I didn't think a resumes was so, uh, were, was a thing anymore. I thought that, that would be old fashioned. I would assume it, you know, it's all modern these. I would have thought, you know, you send them through a LinkedIn profile or you know apply and just. But now they're, they're still a thing, and so. I, so I did him up one, and I I wrote on the the wordings of the sort of you know that he's in this you know he's in sports and he needs certain weekends off, but he'll give plenty of notice, and so, which is basically you know an instant stick that in the recycling bin from from an employer's point of view. They they don't want want to be dealing with that sort of crap. But he, I was saying, mate, because of your demands, just contact Maccas or Hungry Jacks or KFC or one of those places and they don't give a crap if you have a weekend off here and there they're just happy to have someone working for them I would imagine and no 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 you you can't start off low that that that's the bottom of the pity saying you you got to got to get up high you you start off high and work your way down so yeah you know, instantly you start joking with him saying well you're going to go for a bloody CEO job at the bank are you mate and he, he jokes around a bit, but um, but you know it, it's hard. I, I I struggle I struggle a bit with um, relating too much to it because I always had a job. Even you know, at ten years old, I had my first job, and he, he even he got, but, but I guess back in the nineties, you you could um, get, get get jobs well underage and just be paid cash in hands. I remember getting jobs at Hailing Bay Bale. But bailing hay, um, washing cars, mowing lawns, bloody, you know, I did anything and everything. But I remember, um, I, I worked with this guy. I, I, I won't bore you all to tears here. This is just a cool, funny story. I, I and I was telling him this too that he should do, go out to all the go out to the industrial area and start knocking on doors and start harassing everyone there. I, got, I did it once and I got like five jobs in one day. And I was trying to tell him I worked all five jobs for the first week or two. And then narrowed it down to to two jobs. But I used to work for this guy in when I lived in Sydney in Blacktown. He was um, uh, he, he he was a steel fabricator, and what he would do is train young youngsters like myself. I was you know fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen years old when I worked for him. And then we'd um, he'd pay he'd teach us how to weld, and we'd be welding beams and everything. Which obviously yeah, at that age you're not supposed to be for start. And second of all, it, we all start off crap, and we work our way of actually becoming quite good welders. And for the people who live in Sydney that are actually tuning in to to listen to this show, a thanks for tuning in. But B, Lidcombe TAFE. If you ever go past Lidcombe TAFE, 
I was the um, I was the wildly underqualified man to weld half those beams together. <laughs> I was I'd, I'd work school holidays. I'd be working after schools weekends, and I and I would be welding all those steel f- um, framed beams. Now I haven't seen any news reports that they've collapsed yet, so that's so that's positive. But back in the nineties, and then I'd go to the job site. Now I wasn't allowed to be um, welding on the job site because that would indicate that they're, they're paying a 14, 15, 16 year old to weld these steel structured beams but um he was as dodgy as hell this guy but but i would would go there and i'd start bolting stuff together and yeah crazy but i was telling my son you know do that do that no 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 but anyway it's i guess he's just gonna let me keep supporting him (laughs) he doesn't even need a job anyway he's got me he comes into says something to my wife i need this need need whatever wife okay (laughs) goes and buys it so but anyway i'm i'm m gibbering if uh, today's question comes from brendan who's Sending the last couple of episodes questions, and you could send in the next few episodes of questions by sending them through to tim at trainsmooth.com. Uh, Brendan writes, You mentioned on your last podcast, in brackets, probably a few back at this stage, about the difference between critical power and FTP depending on previous sessions. Can you please explain what are you looking for? How do we use it in training and how do we calculate it? So for starters, um, yeah, good question. For starters, I can't remember what I said um, because I do, you know, veer off and gibber and change subjects left, right and centre. So I'm not sure what I said. Um, But... Critical power and FTP. Um, with critical power, I'm in the. I'm guilty of using it in the wrong content constantly. Um, I'm, I'm one, and I and I've probably stole it more from reading a lot of cycling books than than anything. Where you'd see the cyclists that have done a critical power test up a hill for twenty minutes. Well, that's not really a critical power test. Um, and so I've kind of I, I I use it in the wrong wrong way. Where I, I'm pretty sure I would have said something on the lines of did a 20 minute you know do a 20 minute critical power test and just take five percent off that and that will give you your five or ten percent off that and that will give you your FTP. Maybe I said something on the lines of that. Um, and that's the wrong ter- that's wrong terming uh, the wrong term. I should I shouldn't say it like that, but. Um, so critical power. What what that is is the um, maximum sustain um, sustainable effort. Um, and so for most people, it, we're talking, and it's going to differ greatly depending on level of fitness and and all that. But for most people, it's around forty minutes thereabouts. A very very ballpark figure. It's about forty minutes. Um, the, I never use it in that time. I don't use it in that frame at all, though. Um, you, so, so cycling, be, be that 40 minutes or so, once you start seeing you know, changes in uh, metabolic state, um, you're, you're, out of, you're out of that area. When it comes to running, people talk, stay, stage is um, power meter. Um, not stage, God's sake. Uh, what are they called? Strive. Stride, 
Stride Power Meter uses critical power to calculate the, um, you know, what your so-called FTPs or critical power, as they call it, um, and they use it on a 10k, generally based off a 10k um, running race. That, that that's how a lot of it's calculated, and there all these other ways to to come up with it. But that's probably more more of the reliable, and then from that, it gets used. Um, like a, an FTP test or an FTP, it, it's just used as a bit. All your sessions and training gets used as a percentage of of that CP critical power or FTP to keep you in the zone we're after. That's very ballpark way of doing it. The way I I use it, refer to it as critical power though is is wrong. So I'd be saying just do it. To, you know whether it's a five minute critical power test, a twenty minute critical power test, or it's, you know whatever it is, I'm using the term wrong. Um, but uh, but it probably is stemmed because I see, I see it written and read it a lot in in a lot of pro cycling books for books for biographies and all that from pro cyclists or or in some cases some coaches do use it you say it like that and they're like me doing it saying it and doing it wrong but in general in very rough terms um if you're not jumping into a lab and getting proper tests done or you're not getting them done yourself with the um, right equipment if you're talking power for both bike and run generally we run on and the, it, all all it is it's virtually the same same thing um we're working at a threshold and we're working off a percentage of that they're just named differently so ftp is generally on the bike critical power um is on on the run and it's and then you see in a lot of um um, a lot of reading material on running with power they call it critical power but they also call it RFTP so it's running FTP um, it, I wouldn't get so much caught up in the names or the terms with it all just look at it as, as your threshold and even and even though we're, we're told that you know this is you know so supposedly uh, you know this is what we can hold for an hour that's a very that's a very um flawed term too it's i, I don't think that's correct because you might have um a late you know if we're talking about lactate your you know it says for, for instance let's say your lactate's 200 watts and it's um lactate yeah your threshold saying it's 200 watts for your ftp or lt2 um, but you may only hold that for forty minutes. You may hold it for an hour and twenty. It, 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 it's but the lactate, you know, lactate's not lying. It but yeah, I'm I'm gibbering more here. So, but yeah, it's it's just me and my me using the wrong wording. If you guys have any other questions or you would like me to talk about wrong wording more, send us questions through to timitrainsmooth.com. Until next episode. Here it.